0: On today's episode of Locked On Lightning. Well, the Lightning have finally done it. They have strung a couple of wins together in regulation. I know that sounds pretty incredible, pretty scary that we're talking about this almost at the end of October that the Lightning are starting to get themselves going. But you gotta take the positives you gotta take the positives earlier on in the season now, we, we said at the top of the season at the beginning of the season that the Lightning weren't gonna be as dominant as you some might have thought but we'll get into all that and more on today's show please like and subscribe to the podcast follow us on Instagram at lockdown underscore Lightning give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning without further ado let's play that music To another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. hope everyone's having a great day. Uh, just a little, right off the top of the show, just want to say, you know, we had a little kink in the schedule this week. Uh, I wanted to shoot for Monday through Friday, but you know what? Last couple of days, uh, we weren't able to get a show up, but here we are back on Friday. I want to get a show up tomorrow as well on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll have, we'll, we'll, we'll settle your fix for uh, all Lightning content. And I mean, there's no shortage of things to talk about, of course, as always with this team. The the Lightning string together two regulation wins, a uh, positive thing to see uh, as the month of October winds down. Uh, thus far, you know, just off the top of the bat, just once now that the lightning are, are through their first uh, month of the season, let's let's look at the standings real quick. And 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 I've stated on the on the past shows, and I and I still firmly believe that it's still too early to look at these games and really assess how good a team is gonna be over this over the course of the season. I think there is plenty. Plenty of hockey to play. Uh, the Lightning through eight games, are 4-3-1 and one with nine points, sitting in the fourth spot. So they are, right now, if the season were going to end, <laughs> they would make the playoffs. So I guess that's a positive thing, you know. God forbid, you know, the season were to end f- right now for whatever crazy, ridiculous reason. But I doubt that's going to happen. You know, we still have a ton of hockey, like I said, left to play. So we have two games that we need to talk about. We have the Penguin game from the 26th and the Coyote game from last night. So I guess in the first segment of today's show, we'll discuss the first the, the Penguins game. You know, uh, on past shows. We have gone period by period, and depending on the game, we will go period by period on a recap, and we'll we'll pick out the needy-gritty parts uh, through everything. Usually, we reserve that for the playoffs, um, and we're going to keep that to the playoffs just for now and for the really, really big games, but have to say just overall thoughts from this game against the Penguins I think this was a statement game I think the lightning were really chapped about how things went on banner night and and come on de- deservingly so you're, it's the first game of the season you're opening up at home the whole hockey world is watching you as a banner for your second consecutive Stanley Cup championship is about to be raised and is raised and then you go on the ice and you lay an egg against a team that is very very depleted Yet has surprised a lot of people, including yours truly, about how they've played this year. The Pittsburgh Penguins, and I kind of alluded to this in the last episode, um, I believe, that the Penguins, yeah, they're missing a Crosby. And there was talk at that point on Tuesday that, the Peng- that Crosby might have played. Uh, that wasn't the case, obviously. But still, without Crosby, Malkin... And you have a, a cast of players who, really, a lot of people, let's face it, haven't heard of. Rodriguez, Ashton Reese is probably one of the more notable people. Brock McGinn, McGin, uh, Kapanen, you know, those are some of the notable guys, as well as Getzel, who was on those Stanley Cup teams. Other than that, there's really not a lot of players that, you know, the stereotypical hockey fan has, has heard of. But if you look at this team and you watch how they play, they play hard and they make you work for it. And and I think that's what kind of happened, what we saw happen on the opening night against the Penguins is that the Lightning, I feel, were in a way not prepared for that level of effort right out of the gate, especially out of a team that really the lifeblood of this team is Sidney Crosby and Novgeny Malkin. And Now that the the Penguins team and everyone along with it has seen what they could do, the Lightning were better prepared. And you saw, you could see it in the stats, 52% on the face-off circle for the Lightning where 48% just for the Penguins. Lightning still did not score a power play goal in this one, which was very disappointing to see. And they didn't get their, another power play goal until last night's game against the Coyotes, which we'll get into at the end of the show in the the second half of the show about how really the power play is going to be a very big part of this team's success going forward just because you're missing guys, you're missing one of your best players, Nikita Kucherov. Clearly, right now, You know, not every game the Lightning are going to be able to score five goals. So Andre Vasilevsky is going to have to be on point, which he has. But at the same time, it's it's a lot easier on a goaltender to to get comfortable when you're when your team is scoring as many goals in as many games as the Lightning are. So that's what it really comes down to is that we don't have to worry about Andre Vasilevsky in the games like this where the Lightning come out and explode for four or five goals. It's the, it's the tight games. It's the games that you don't really expect the Lightning to, to be as close in. The games such as a, a Red Wings game, a game like that where, yes, last time the Lightning played the Red Wings, they won 7-6 in OT. But that game could have easily, and we've seen over the last couple seasons, that's, that game could have easily have gone 2-1. Very low scoring. Even the game against the Capitals, two-one overtime. Those are the kind of games where you're really gonna want to see how a goaltender who has as many miles in as many months, basically a year and a half, if you want to call it that, as Andre Vasilevsky has. Yes, he's still young. He's not even thirty yet. But that's still that's still the wear and tear still weighs on a player. It doesn't matter how old you are, how well conditioned you are. When you've played as many games as him and and Vasilevsky and Coach Cooper, they're old school. Cooper will ride Vasilevsky 60, 65 games. I don't expect that to happen this year. If that does happen, that's great. That's fantastic. But I don't expect that to happen. I think Coach Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning are still in that mode right now until something changes that we just want to get in. And you heard that. In the offseason from Stephen Stamkos, when he did multiple media appearances that let's just get in. We don't care about the division as much in terms of where we finish. Let's just get in and take care of business then. So really going forward, and I spoke about this on the show, is that not only... Is it important that the Lightning start winning games in regulation for for points, uh, just for you know things to to put them in a better position down the line if they do find themselves on the fringes of a playoff spot? But just for confidence, just for being able to play comfortably. Uh, to find your identity, to get into the swing of things. And the thing not only about that is that they don't really need, they don't only need to just win games in regulation. They also need to string wins together. And this was a good start to that. Winning this game against the Penguins and, and then string and then winning one a couple of days later against Arizona. And I think that was what was really important for this team. I think that's what going, Going down the line, confidence-wise, that's going to be huge. And I and I stated it that really that this is it to end the month like this on two straight wins, especially with the schedule that you have ahead of you uh, in November. It's going to be very important. So we're going to talk about the 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 Coyotes game in just a little bit, but first I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Bet on. Uh, excuse me. Built bar <laughs> better lines coming on later built bar is the best tasting protein bar in the world. I've spoken about it numerous times on the show how fantastic these things are uh, they, they are super healthy and the best thing about it is that they have a ton of delicious flavors coconut cherry barcia, raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel just to name a few. And Not only like I said, they are super healthy and the macros are as such 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net. Carbs, and you know how healthy these things are, they're so healthy and great tasting that they are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So, if Olympians are using it, you know that it's the real deal. So, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your order that's locked on for 50% off at builtbar.com. All right, we're back here on segment two, just talking about the Last two games Lightning played in. And we spoke in the first part about the Penguins game. How just very briefly about the numbers, just the way they were playing very briefly. Because, listen, let's face it. The Lightning played very well against this team. They were better prepared. And you can see this team is starting to get very comfortable. And you're starting to see a lot of contributions from not just, you know, Steven Stamkos and, and, Braden point and and Alex Corn. you're starting to see a lot of guys whether or not they get on the stat sheet or not you're starting to see a lot of guys start to settle in and start to contribute and and even if they don't get on the stat sheet in the goal column or in the point column you could still see by the hits the 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 blocks you know a lot of these guys are doing a lot of the right things even in the faceoff circle and the turnover from the Penguins game where a team of, like the Penguins, you have to be very disciplined, not just obviously not taking bad penalties, but also being you know disciplined on the PK, even if you do take a penalty, at the same time, you know you go from that. And it, it was a weird change. And I'm sure the players, um, I didn't catch any of the, the post-game interviews just yet, but I would imagine if you asked one of the players on this team, how much of a difference in terms of an attitude that you face between these two teams where you go from a team like the Penguins who, you know, you get one or two players back and they get hot. We're talking about a playoff team easily here. Whereas you go out back home and you play against arguably one of the worst teams in the NHL. And I'm curious as to how a player approaches that. Now, if you were to ask a player, whether it be Steven Stamkos or Corey Perry or even even one of the coaches, Coach Cooper, I'm sure they would give you the, the the answer. The answer that we hear from probably everybody, word for word, that you just go into game. You just go into each game and you approach it the same. You go out there, you want to execute your sets. You want to go out there and 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 do all the right things and and play loose but not too loose and and go out there on the winning side and but I would have to imagine after a win like that in Pittsburgh and you come back home to end the month and you're playing against the Arizona Coyotes I'm probably and and I'm don't don't get me wrong you know I'm not I'm not here to crap on the Coyotes but it probably gives you somewhat of a little bit of air of arrogance on the ice, especially after the first couple of goals. And, and you saw it in this game with Killer, uh, especially Anthony Kalorn, uh, Alex Kalorn, excuse me, just the way he was playing and skating around it gives you a little bit of a cushion, especially once you get those first two goals up. Now, that's not to say that the Lightning played a perfect game by any means. I mean, this was a very low shooting game to say the least for them, you know, only 28 shots on goal and just absolutely dreadful performance in the faceoff circle from the Lightning. So it does help that they were playing a team like the Arizona Coyotes, who, let's face it, have not won a game yet and just could barely score. They they can't. They, they really are very much depleted here. And, and you know what? These are the games that the Lightning have to win. And I feel the same way to a certain degree when the Lightning play the Red Wings, the Ottawa Senators, even the Toronto Maple Leafs who are in just complete disarray right now. And we'll get to them on probably a, either tomorrow or Sunday's episode. But yeah, they... the. The light, that's the key for this team really, what it and that's the kind of thing that starts winning streaks, is that the Lightning need to win the games that they are very much capable of winning. And the thing that you look at this kind of game, you know, it, it, to a certain degree, yeah, would in, in a perfect world, the Lightning winning every game 5-1 or 4-0 or whatever the case may be, whatever score, as long as it's by a lot, you would want the Lightning You know, that's that's great, but not every game is going to be like that. But in this kind of game, guys tend to sometimes take the pedal off the gas, uh, the foot off the gas. Excuse me. But the thing that I really want a lot of you to take from this that are listening is that in games like this, look at how at which certain players are able to contribute. And that's the thing that I really like about lopsided games like this in which the Lightning are on the winning side of is that you you are able to open things up a little bit more, play a little bit more freely, not as structured, and you're able to get contributions from guys like Alex Baraboulet, who was was. Absolutely fantastic to see him get on the goal column uh, after just coming back, which, by the way, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I, I nailed that. I nailed that uh, that Bear Boulay prediction that he would be coming back here. It was I as soon as I saw his name hit the waiver wire. I knew uh, from Seattle, I knew exactly what was going to happen next. Uh, another guy. And, and, and I don't care if the goals aren't pretty. The, the, the other person that I really liked that I saw get on the goal column was Andre Schuster. Uh, he's one of those guys that really, he's not going to light up the stat sheet for you. He'll get some blocks. He'll get some hits here and there. He'll rip off maybe a shot or two here and there. He's still settling into the NHL level of things. But I, I am a huge fan of big defensemen like him and Cal Foot who, who, when they do shoot, have very good slap shots, very good wristers, especially the slap shots from the blue line. Those are the kind of things, the, the, the kind of traits that the Lightning are gonna need. Going forward, when they play against very tough teams down the stretch, whether it's in the division or out of the division, and and I think that's what something that really Coach Cooper should explore more. You know, teams like Boston, uh, teams like you know Carolina, uh, New York. Who, when I say New York, I mean the Islanders. Teams like that, that especially the Islanders who. They have very good goaltending. They, have, they play very good defense. Um, those are the teams that... who also create... A, who are very tough in front of the net. And the Lightning are going to be tasked with creating a lot of traffic in front of the goaltender. Having a big shot like that from the blue line or from the point is going to be very valuable in these games down the road. And I think that my mentality, at least with that especially uh, if you've been a listener to the show for a long time you know that I'm a firm believer in letting the defenseman just let it rip from the blue line and and you know just let it ping pong or pinball its way through traffic and and because you're able to do that it's not like the lightning have guys that can't clean up in front you have Sorelli you have Corey Perry who you just picked up this offseason who had a great chance last night in the game to to clean up just couldn't Punch it in. And like I said with Corey Perry, just give him a little bit more time to get settled in. He he's one of those guys where he could easily just get on a roll and score 25 100 100% and, and on a team like this i i think that now that he has more pieces around him because last couple of years he he wasn't really able to do that much i mean the, the potential that he had on those two teams with dallas and montreal as opposed to what he could do here in tampa is it's completely on the opposite ends of the spectrum but yeah going back to the whole defensive defenseman shots thing I think that and and that's why i made it a point the other day on the last episode to to explain that oh and by the way if you hear me you know sniffling a little bit i have a little bit of a cold or whatever the case may be it's really annoying but going back that's why i made such a a big deal about the shot selection in buffalo and that was the really the thing that really really uh what I like to see a lot is defensemen 18 of 36 shots which is something uh, 18 of 36 shots just from the defensemen which is something that you're going to see you're seeing a lot more across the NHL a lot more uh, defensemen able to to be offensive weapons and the lightning already have that of course it's not like they, they don't they're they're falling short you need guys like Andre Schuster and Calfoot to come up and score all these goals or create a lot of plays now you have Victor Hedman who it, it's weird with him because he's hundred percent healthy this year this is probably the healthiest he's been in the last two seasons and you're just seeing more of a kind of even keel both ways kind of defenseman which is fine I don't have a problem with Victor Hedman playing both sides very well I just would have thought you know what with the last couple of playoff runs and seasons the way his offense ability has really developed and what he has done on the ice even with injuries it's still pretty incredible to see him kind of wait. I don't I don't know if he's waiting or he's just playing a certain way to kind of turn it on. But guys like him, Ryan McDonough, who we saw score a couple of games ago, those are the guys that I really would love to see turn it on because like I said on the last show, if you get the defenseman rolling, that's going to open a ton of ice down low for the forwards to get going. And, and they don't need a lot to get going. You saw it last night with Killorn. We've seen it all season long thus far with, with Steven Stamkos. Just, he continues to just absolutely tear it up. And that's something that I, I really think that is going to be important going down the line until the Lightning are able to get Nikita Kucherov back, who is 8 to 10 weeks out, by the way. So we it, it won't be too long. He'll be back before you know it. So you you pair all that together and you're probably asking adam it kind of feels like you're on a tangent right now i'm not because what i am doing is i am just extracting all the pieces together just connecting all the threads and in smacked in the middle with a bow on top is andre vasileski just playing andre vasileski type hockey in that and if you could get him going to where you could see not only get a couple of performances like you just saw from him in November but if you could get a couple of shutouts here and there and, and get him really going to where not only are the are the results coming out but you just you'll you'll see it in his body language just just focus laser focus down in you'll know that this team is going to jump up to the top of the division in no time. So we'll talk about the schedule for November in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's last sponsor, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit Use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, just wrapping up stuff here on Locked on Lightning, the Friday edition. And just a reminder that we'll have two more episodes dropping this weekend. So be uh, conscious of that. And and in case you want to find out, you know, how, how can I be notified? about when the episodes drop. Well, I'll tell you right now. It's it's as easy as if you listen on Spotify or you listen on iTunes or Google Play or any kind of app listening device, all you got to do if if you're on a smartphone is go into your phone and turn on the notifications and then p- press the uh the bell in the app or the whatever, the there I know in Spotify it's a bell. I'm not entirely sure what it is in iTunes, but yeah, as soon as the episode drops, you'll get a notification and boom. Go ahead, download Share it with your friends. Play it at your Sunday barbecue the last time. If, if you're in the Northeast, play it one last time before it gets really, really cold out if it hasn't already. If you're down in Florida and you, you're going out in the boat this weekend, go ahead and blast it while you're on your boat uh, fishing. Or if you're just going out for a nice stroll, uh, play it in your car. Played on your headset whatever the case may be Uh, and if you want to find out more news surrounding the show go to our social media accounts LO underscore lightning on Twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram so talking about to wrap things up today's show is the schedule for October now we could all agree that coming into the season this year The way the Lightning have played thus far is on a scale of one to 10, in terms of one being, you know, uh, not too surprised or not surprised at all, 10 being uh, a complete, absolute, monumental, collapse, letdown, whatever you want to call it. I think this is a three. I think this is the kind of team where, and I think a lot of people, that are realistic about this team such as I am as and as well as I've seen some a lot of you are have have been like huh well we didn't expect that to happen but it could be a lot worse and you're absolutely right and I've also seen a lot of people On the other opposite side of that was, oh, man, this team's not making the playoffs. It's absolutely ridiculous how they're playing, blah, blah, blah. And my message to those of you that are on that end or still very skeptical about how this team's going to play is, listen, the best thing that could have happened, and I've pretty much said it in different words throughout the entire episode is that the best thing that could have ever happened to the Lightning was get out of the month of October with a winning streak in regulation. And if you look at the schedule going ahead of November in November, I have to say the first week of November, I think are all very much winnable games. Uh, you got Washington again on Monday. You got Toronto on Thursday, which I stated earlier. is just... I don't know about some of you, but a lot of Lightning fans should be circling that Toronto game on Thursday the 4th and salivating because, like I said, Toronto is just in a world of hurt right now. Just a lot of things going on, going wrong with this team. A lot of their top players not only not just playing well, but now you have the head coach just shuffling lines, just playing musical chairs to see who and who what parts could work. And then you got Ottawa, who is still in the middle of a, somewhat a rebuild. They have talent, very talented players, and I'm and I'm very excited to watch teams like that as a measuring stick because you love to see young teams like Ottawa come out and see how well they play and rise to the to the the level of a team like like the Tampa Bay Lightning. So keep an eye out for that. And then you got Carolina the following week, and then you got Florida, which is another game you should should circle just because of... And I, and I don't... I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything, and I'm not going to comment on it at all. If you want more information about it, go ahead to Locked On Blackhawks. But the whole situation, legal situation just the whole, everything that's going on with the Blackhawks here uh, if you haven't heard by now that led to the resignation of Panthers coach Joel Quinville who was the head coach of the Blackhawks at the time of when all these events took place um, so you might see a little bit of a shift in the tide there in Florida we'll have to wait and see because right now as it stands they're undefeated And but at the same time and, and they're playing very ho- very good hockey, but at the same time, bringing in a new coach who, again, it's their interim coach, but there is a lot of talk about John Tortorella possibly being named the coach there, which is very odd coaching style shift change, which I, I don't know. You know, we love Torts here, of course, but... I don't know if if I was an executive with the Panthers. And I, and I do want to reach out to Armando Velez, who was the, the host of Locked On Panthers, to get his his uh, idea on this. But uh, that's a very, very different style of coaching. Uh, but we'll have to see how this Panthers team, uh, how they play through all kind of the drama that's going in it. Because they're not out of the water. It was kind of a weird situation with that. Uh, Florida letting Joel Quinville coach the night after all that stuff came out. So, but I'm curious to see how the Panthers are able to navigate themselves through that storm. And then you got the Islanders coming back to tough games on the 13th and 15th. You got Florida at home. And that's the good thing about this month is that for the most part, Tampa's at home. So they kind of get this, they kind of have a, a somewhat, very long home stretch other than four games which one's up in Toronto one's in Philly uh, and then two are in the in the Midwest in St. Louis and Minnesota so uh, not a lot of traveling for this team which is good so but you know obviously there will be a kind of a it, it'll be the complete opposite in, um, in December but kind of a good uh Good stretch here, good schedule. I think these are, I think the Lightning are gonna, are in good shape with this schedule and where they are right now playing on the ice. I think that um, by the end of November, I think if they're not in first place, they'll definitely be threatening to take away first place. It all depends on how Florida plays. That's really what it comes down to. If Florida could keep playing the way they've been playing, I mean, let's face it, they're not gonna stay undefeated if they are that would be pretty incredible all things considered but yeah i i think by the end of november i think that you'll see tampa and buffalo flip flop i think Detroit will probably stay where they are unless Toronto starts to pick it up, and you'll probably see the bottom three kind of just switch places here and there. You're not going to see a whole lot of jumping throughout the division other than maybe Tampa rising in two spots, but... We'll update you all that as it goes ahead. I Like I said, I think that this team is in a great place. I can't wait to see how Vazzy plays going forward. I think he's going to get on a roll. I would fully expect to see a shutout here and there throughout the month of November. And of course, once again, please like and subscribe to the show as we continue to update you all on all the news surrounding the show. Uh, the- the team excuse me and yeah we're we're gonna be doing monday through friday next week uh so sorry about that little change in the schedule but yeah and we'll definitely i definitely want to do some bonus episodes as well so uh keep an eye out for that so that's why uh follow the the, the social media pages as uh, best you can so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam banker i'll talk to you in the next one.